Rohini Bocciadam, and here we are on Purpose in Focus, where we'll be discussing your career opportunities, speaking on people's passions, interests, experience, and skills that led them to be the person that they are today. And so today we have my girl, my sister, my love, Salome Ansia. She'll be discussing her career journey that brought her to be the person she is today. She's a trained chef with experience in culinary arts of Ghanaian cuisine, African-American cuisine, Caribbean cuisine, sorry, and even um, um, Asian cuisine. So here we have Salome, my girl. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. Good. I hope you're not too nervous. A little bit. Everybody knows I'm not good with like right in front of the camera. That's okay. I know your personality will come through. That's what matters most. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, so I know that you, you've been a chef for some time and it has really sparked my interest. I'm really happy that you are where you are. And we're all our, all of our bellies are happy too. <laughs> and you've been one of my most support, she's like, she's always supported me through the whole process, so yeah. And it's only because she has come so far and you guys will have the opportunity to hear that today. So let's start off from way back. When is your first experience of being in the kitchen? Um, I would say, like, that I remember personally, probably I can't really remember because I was really young, but oh, in terms of, like, great. pictures or photos, evidence, maybe, like, six to eight months old. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I never spared it. I know. But more of, like, the eating. I love food. I love eating. So I was even, like, really chubby as a baby. Like, you know, on the verge of going on a diet. <laughs> you know? So that's my first memory, like, for sure, in the kitchen or around food. Mm-hmm. And, like... I was there's a picture where I'm like six months old sitting on my mom's lap and she's eating like full plate of food and we're both eating together like her oh, hands in so it cute. so you can see our faces and I'm just like there's food like and I'm just like we're both eating it's like how can this little baby be eating mm-hmm. all oh, these exactly. solids yeah mm-hmm. so that's what I knew so that's yeah. great so do you remember when you first cooked your own meal um yes <laughs> yes not did really. it go too well <laughs> It, it didn't really go too well, but you know what? Um, my mom really instilled in my sister and us and, and I to be very independent. So like mm-hmm. from like five or six years old, she let us fry our first egg and like make like cut our first onion or make our first stew. So like I was, you know, we were doing that, and like you know, it was okay when they just do like a fried egg or something. But mm-hmm. when you're making stew, it's a different story. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom used to encourage me and say, "Tip, don't use white pepper." <laughs> No. Write that down, guys. First, it made my stew smell like a farmhouse. Like it was really <laughs> bad. I put so much thinking I was like chefing it. Yeah, right? At least, yeah. yeah. Eventually, I was chefing it, but not then. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it took some time. Yeah. Did you go to any camps or anything, or was it just your mom instilling that in you? Um, no. The whole food thing, honestly, was not the primary like okay. where I was gonna go kind of thing. So you tell know? us more about that. What were you? What did you have in mind? Um. Well, when I was like a little kid, everybody was like because I was so outspoken mm-hmm. and assertive. They thought you'd be a lawyer. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I knew it. You know. And honestly, I really wanted to do it. And oh. then the other half of my family thought I was gonna be a pediatrician because I love babies. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's where we started out in the nursery. In the nursery, volunteering, taking care of babies. And the church mm-hmm. yes so because of that i made that oh she'll be a pediatrician and i love mm-hmm. my personal pe- like my pediatrician like she was oh, dr bano she was amazing she like okay, shout out to raised dr. Us. Yeah, so <laughs> she kind of raised us so um but then like i always loved food just eating it i wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about cooking it or being right. a chef i just love just eating. love eating. Being like, there. i have an obsession <laughs> with food um so that was it and yeah so 
and yeah, I was supposed to either, but then when I see it was like a 10 year process to be a lawyer mm -hmm. and then do pro bono and all that stuff and like it's i'll be like 40 something before i can really enjoy the money i was like right. enjoy the money i'm not going to be a lawyer i actually want to like yeah it's good money but i just mm -hmm. didn't have the patience i feel you too like i think about the fact that i would have to be 29 or so yeah and i just don't have that time like that literally maybe a year from now would be when i'd start even working Mm -hmm. And that's in someone else's firm and like trying to yeah, make some money. Exactly. And it'll be being on a team, you know, versus and observing versus actually like being a lawyer. Exactly. It takes a process, you yeah. know. So if you have the patience, guys, go for it. But yeah, I don't. So uh, <laughs> I have patience for certain things, like you know, but not that. So I mean, I respect to all my lawyers and like so for sure. But yeah, so not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, you know. So when did you start to zone in on being a chef? Um. I always, okay, high school, mm -hmm. when they're like, figure out what you want to do, mm -hmm. who you want to be, all that kind of stuff. Big questions. Yeah, exactly. I was not, I definitely did not know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I knew what I was good at. I knew I was good at being part of volunteering. So I knew like okay. peer work or like um, student council. And Love like, that. you know Love what I mean? It. Doing mm -hmm. like this, the, the camps with like the younger grades, like when you're like in grade 11 or 12 and then taking grade nine, mm -hmm. you know, grade doing those kind of like, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, I knew like, oh, I would definitely be good with like social work okay. or like some kind of like therapist or something like that. So I wanted to go in that route, but I knew that's something that I could do, but not something I wanted or like was really in love with. And I'm glad you say that. You know what I mean? And I knew that from very early, but because my household was a very like, my mom's a teacher, mm -hmm. you know that. She's yes. an educator. Like, exactly. Very... You know, so no one could be in her house and not go to school. Like, there's no <laughs> problem. Yeah, there's no way. I'm like, I'm taking a year off after high school, mom. I'm gonna work and figure out, figure myself out. It's like she, she won't come. No, it's not gonna work out with her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So basically, like, um, I just kind of did it. I got in. I got into Ryerson for social work. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. high school. I'm gonna lie, I still wear all my hoodies, my sweaters. It's been love way it. over five years. <laughs> I, I'm in love with I love Ryerson for what it was for me at the time, mm -hmm. but I did not stay or finish because it was just not like I like I knew it was not for me. Um but yeah, so long story short, basically, um high school I just applied, I got in and then I did it for about two or so years. Okay, just enough time to know. Yeah, to know, like, mm -hmm. you know. And I just knew I had biases, and as a social worker, mm -hmm. yes, you may have biases, but you can't let them be active biases. Exactly. If you're actually, like, taught that. So for me, it's like, I knew that I wouldn't be unbiased if I was dealing with a same-sex couple. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? An abuse situation where a man and a woman, abuse situation, I would see the man as the aggressor, but then mm -hmm. in a same-sex couple, you have to see one or the other, and I'd see them either as two men. So it's like, oh, well, they're just kind of roughing it out. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that is very sensitive with social work. Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive to children and, like, going into homes and removing children. And mm -hmm. I just knew That's that if it was a child abuse situation, I'd want to, like, get personal uh, not to get personal That's and not to get home and I wanted to have a job that could clock out and still love mm -hmm. right or you leave your work at work so leave your work and you know what shout out to all the social workers because I still have my girls around me like that I went to school with we oh, still have a very tight-knit sister group we still see each other at least twice a year um we try to do Kris Kringle and all that kind of stuff and they're amazing social workers are all in different places some is in um, mental health some is in uh, C CCAS, uh, child services, some mm -hmm. are in schools, some are in the hospital, so like, I just want to shout out to them. It's an amazing career, Definitely. but I just knew that's just, you know, it wasn't, it, it was something that I could be good at, but 
like my heart was in it but i didn't have the patience for Definitely. it you know yeah and that's good that you recognize that because people just say what else am i gonna do but that's really hard mm-hmm. because for us like you and i we grew up in like a Ghanaian culture at home mm-hmm. and exactly. like our won't accept that so it was a hard acceptance for parents have these expectations or where they see us being and like where we're going so like we do things to please them and exactly. we do things just because they say like because you know it's gonna keep the peace and then eventually mm-hmm. it ends up being worse because you just sort of did what you knew in your heart and in your in your spirit you should have done the first time exactly. they would get over it They'll exactly get over it, you know so that's right one of my favorites um recent comedians his name is jimmy o yang from crazy rich asians yeah you know yeah. great movie love him I love so that movie funny. it's hilarious so <laughs> i was listening to what got him into comedy and he said like just like his his parents also they asian culture they want you to be that doctor lawyer mm-hmm. yep. and so he told himself you know what? nurse nurse or lawyer. Or lawyer or doctor doctor or, yeah but he was saying like he knew that he wanted to be a comedian and he'd rather disappoint his parents for just a year or a couple years than himself for a lifetime and that really stuck with me like what he's I, preaching like that's I thought it about that. yeah i mean i wish i wish even though like you always give me praise for saying like you you did this and like you know like i want you to like you know that's really cool that you did that and you like followed yeah. your heart your your passion and didn't listen to like you know your parents, your parents and stuff, stuff. but like i wish i still did it earlier yeah, you know what I mean. Back Even though I did it, and like people were like, first it was hard, and now my parents are my biggest cheerleaders. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised. Like they're your biggest cheerleaders, and once you're thriving in what you're good at, they will be mm-hmm. the ones really like, oh, that's my kid, that's exactly. my daughter. They'll be bragging. So, Yo, but <laughs> you know? but like what he mm-hmm. said about just let disappoint them for a year or so. Mm-hmm. My dad disowned me for about a year, my because he put money into the social work, so it was like. Mm-hmm. Where's my return? I, invest, exactly. I invested in this. I need a quick. You want to go through this trash job? He called it trash. But he wanted to do cooking at first, yeah. But like then when I was traveling with it and stuff, he was like, "Oh my daughter's yeah, here! You're doing this, calling everyone. Mm-hmm. Disappoint them for the year exactly. and do what you know you need to do for mm-hmm. yourself. At the end of the day, you're gonna have to wake up and do that nine exactly. to five. You're gonna have to wake up and do that your job. Hours, your time. Yes, it's gonna be your life, not your parents that have to actually work it or live it. Exactly. Yes, they'll be disappointed, but when they see you thriving in what you're good at, they'll mm-hmm. even be more proud. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's and what when you thrive in what you're doing, what you're good at, when you're passionate in. You have more time to, like, spend with others in a mm-hmm. in a better, healthier energy. You know what I mean? Like, I was more miserable when I was in university. Mm-hmm. I more miserable. Uh, yeah, like, but when I was cooking and I was loving what I was doing, I was like the cool, cool cousin or the cool auntie mm-hmm. or the cool the friend. That's like, oh, that's whatever. I'm exactly. always bringing food wherever I go. If you're doing something, I'm bringing. I made this for you. I'm bringing this down. And imagine like the change of energy. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's even that, just mental health wise for yourself, you're very important. Exactly. You know, you are responsible for yourself. Follow your own passion. Whoever's gonna disappoint, let it disappoint them. They shouldn't have had expectations of you. You're gonna do your own path. You're gonna go your own path, your own process. So. How long was it before you went into culinary school? Did you take a break and then just work on the side? Like, time? Um, I feel like I'm getting old, you know. <laughs> no, don't feel It's been, old. Like, it's been almost <laughs> 10 years. I'm <laughs> like, what? Worry. How did that process happen again? Um, um, I, my part-time job is that I was working while in school. So when I was in university, I was working by doing that, but you know, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was working already in food, in the food industry okay. as my job. So I already knew that I was around food that was big work that I loved while I was also going to school for like a career that I just knew that was secure you know like 
and uh, eventually I was spending more hours in work and less hours in school and more hours in work and then eventually that's how the two and a half years I just stopped going to school I was just like I didn't tell my parents right away that I was not going to school <laughs> I was just working how long did and you wait? <laughs> I mean it's okay I'm just I mean I how do I say it I kind of like flunked that half year like that last semester but when I flunked so the two years I passed I was doing really well oh, and then that half year like the semester I flunked and I didn't say nothing I'm like oh I'm just gonna pay and like we do the classes on my own I got money so I'm just gonna like go pay for and we do the classes and then come September I'll be back on track you know mm-hmm. and I paid for one of the two classes that I flunked and then I just it wasn't in me i'm sorry and then eventually when like they noticed my behavior at home and like my my lifestyle they're like you're not going to school like you're mm-hmm. not we can tell. <laughs> you know like exactly. you're spending a lot of these outside of the house yeah. like you're you're not going to school mm-hmm. and my sister knew and also like i had the whole you have a boy in your life and he takes too much of your attention mm-hmm. and that's a whole different story right <laughs> but like that was a process yeah so that's how i kind of just stopped and then i just realized i loved what i was doing at work and it became my, my full-time attention and i had to pay off the student loan oh true so might as well. ding 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 yeah. so like me really getting into the culinary field was because i was putting mad hours just into just into it already and then different like on different levels like there'll be a bistro or a cafe i work at there'll be an actual like Full dining restaurant, like there's oh, different spectrums of yeah. So I was just working in different places, um, knowing the right people, giving who gave me like a couple hours when I needed work, you know. And putting in that time, and be around the food so much that like I was learning so much. Mm-hmm. So it was me. I was working double full time, like two full time. Like I was working a lot of hours. Cause, like yeah. half one job was paying off all the That's loans crazy. and all like the debt. Because like, hey, my dad might have paid. My dad might have paid for half or two thirds, but I had a whole third that piled up for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So I still had to pay it off, and I just didn't want debt to care follow me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, That's I either good. put two good years in working hard and mm-hmm. be debt free. That's and still good. my twenties. Mm-hmm. Then. Just chill, and, and I did chill for a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you all need a break. I didn't pay that for at least two or so years. <laughs> then I started paying, but yeah, at least um, you had that time. Yeah, so it like, then I just spent so much time around food, and then eventually I was like, I'm gonna do this for real, for real. Like, you know, like I always said when I was in university that even when I finished university, I was gonna go back just for fun to go to chef school. I knew it was about a year, or year and a half. That's so my mom and like people around me were like, if you knew before you went into university that you were eventually still gonna go to chef school, why did you just Say forget the first one and just go to one you already knew you still had plans to go to. That means that was your initial only passion. Like the one you're going to is because like out of duty. Exactly. You know, like you're 17, you're applying to colleges and universities. You have no other. You know, yeah. So and then yeah, then after that was at least like four years, five years now, like cooking and not going to school yet. And then eventually I just went to chef school. Like I went to George Brown. Shout out to GBC. (laughs) GBC carried me a long way. Um. A lot of stuff that you learn you don't really need to use but um, <laughs> keep that in mind guys <laughs> but you must learn history and understand foundations of why we are where we are today so respect the education you know what i mean but yeah um so i did that and yeah sorry what was just to go back what was that job that you were first working at you know you said you had these in while in ryerson mm-hmm. my first first uh, <laughs> my first first food job was 
pretzel maker slash Mrs. Fields. When you go okay. and you the, the big pretzels yes. or the, the cookies. That smells. I used to make giant cakes. Cakes are like those giant cookies that people would write on. Mm -hmm. I yeah. remember those. Those are blessed. Mrs. Okay. Fields, yo. You knew the black girl that was right at the nest and it was that, her, guys. That was, that was her. <laughs> that was me like, how old was I? Like 18, 19. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. And then some guy came to poach me to work at Chipotle upstairs. Are you serious? That's yeah, cool. I know. He's like, oh, you know, I like how you work here. You're by yourself. and are really neat. And we're very, we have high standards with our whatever. They're very I'm upstairs. Serious. So he'll come and talk to me all the time. And that's how, like, then this is how the chain started. So then I went wow. to Chipotle and I worked in two jobs. So I was, I was lying, I was hiding from my main, my first job, the manager, that, <laughs> hey, I have a job upstairs too because. It's actually kind of wrong for someone to come and poach you. Yeah. So I had to be very quiet. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I left because the money was good upstairs. Mm -hmm. oh my God. That's then, why. That's why. I met so many people, like mm -hmm. so many celebrities kept coming to that location. Are you serious? Okay. Myself. I see. That was her girl. Doing it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yo, I, I love that job. Like I used to kill the brownies and the cookies. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. My first like real love like my oh, first boyfriend oh. met me there and i felt so and i always remember that that's why i, I love that dad. i was like oh remember when he came to me he was so shy <laughs> and his friend with his friend was so drunk and he's like oh, oh can you help my friend with just give him some coffee because like i don't mm -hmm. know why he's been day so drinking good. and he's like oh, i'm trying to leave he's like i just love that job like i love that job <laughs> it's good memory yeah, good memory, good memory. Good memory. yeah love it. It. that's perfect yeah and then you said that you had jobs where you were at a bistro and yeah it's just a lot of different kind of like set up restaurants was it under um oh, okay different restaurants not just catering or not, no, catering came in last. Okay. Like, I didn't do no catering work or job. Personal catering, like I do for my, by myself now, or with a company, or like like my job at that art gallery. Mm -hmm. I don't, um, I didn't do no catering until the last three years. Okay. Yeah. That is cool. So most of my work was in restaurant mm -hmm. or like a shop. You know? That's great. Yeah. So you had the one year at George Brown College. Uh, it's two years. Two years. It's okay. two years. It's one and a half if you do the straight throughout a year, like throughout the summer. With, oh, okay. yeah. Did yeah. you? So you didn't. I wanted to get rid of it because I was already oh, a mature student. Right. I was, I was like, like twenty something, yeah. and I was like, I'm around these eighteen year olds trying to figure their lives out. Yeah. But, you know, I just <laughs> want to like get through the program and get out. So exactly. no offense to young people, but when you get there, you'll you understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not anything to them. It was more exactly. me. I just felt like I wasn't relating to like my. People. Years. I had a few other mature students. I think with the chef school thing, it's a it's beautiful program because it's not like a right at a high, right at a high school choice. Mm -hmm. So you always have other ages in the room. You That's always good. have like People a thirty something year old, a, a twenty something year old, teenagers. Like you have a mixture. So it was That's nice. Good. It's just that majority are still teenagers. Mm -hmm. so I was that like, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to do it fast track, get out. I was still mm -hmm. working my main job and like I was um. I was kind of a supervisor position at the time, okay. so like I had a lot of work. I like literally mm -hmm. go overnight work and then wake up for an eight a.m. class. Mm -hmm. And I hate yo, please schools eight a.m. classes don't make no yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't understand. So what are you guys doing? No one's cognitive function mm -hmm. is operating at full capacity at eight in, in the morning. I would just I just be happy that I can get out over and done with having eight to eleven. But like, like let me at least wake up at eight to yeah, get ready for the nine o'clock to not even, even for the nine. Yeah, for the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But get it yeah. over and done with. But yeah, yeah. So what I've always been curious. What is homework like in culinary school? What do you what do um you basically like writing sample menus, knowing how to do like inventory, knowing how to do um uh labor costs and all that kind of oh, stuff like, like like you you learn the restaurant business mm -hmm. right it's not that's just good. the hands-on food it's also mm -hmm. like the actual 
like management, like that's culinary cool. management, mm-hmm. right? And that's, do you think that that's um, specific to George Brown or do you no, feel like other schools? because the same okay. title applies to other schools like Centennial okay, and I see the same thing in Humber, mm-hmm. but um, I think George Brown just has like the best program. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Um, so keep it's that my mind. opinion. It's not mm-hmm. like it's, it's been proven, but a lot of people do say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You still have these exact same curriculum, but I think it's just the environment makes it more enjoyable because they fully built a culinary school right whereas the other ones are part of their school Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's just homework could be that typing up your to-do list for the next so like if you have a lab our lab would be like we're going to be cooking up these different foods you know ahead of time and then you have to write your step by step of what you're going to do your ingredients list what you're going to be using to make the food like it's a whole so that's how they test you so that you become a very um, yeah, efficient mm-hmm. cook. So. That's great. Yeah. That can keep you organized and have everything set for you. Yeah, but the thing is, like, a lot of kids, like, a lot of people come into the program would also be already working in the field anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, they would go straight to work from class, and then and the next day you're back to class and you, it's due, and you're like, oh, I didn't have to set, sit at home and type <laughs> up this I know how to cook it. So, what you so you'll pass the lab because you cooked it so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like but when he checks theory. the he checks the paper, it's like this don't match. Yeah, <laughs> like, or like where is the paper? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was, little 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 one too. <laughs> I was one of those people. I was one of those people. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, like uh, yeah. But keep that in mind so that you know it's off your list. If I'm a hard worker, but I'm very like lazy. I was trying the smarter way to do something. That's fine. So if it's a risk, I'm willing to take like oh that's an extra five or ten percent. I'm willing to like risk off my mark just to make sure I can like go to work and mm-hmm. still show up and at least cook the food. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yeah. But like I don't encourage that for others. Mm-hmm. Like put the take extra the effort because I put the extra effort. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like I was already in the field, so I was just doing it just to say hey, if I go to like a very higher end chef job mm-hmm. and I'm in competition with somebody, I can say. I have this many years hands-on, and mm-hmm. I have this paperwork. Yeah, that's you know it. what I mean? That's why I did it. I didn't do it because I needed it. Because actually, in our industry, like they don't really care mm-hmm. that you went to school. It's just an extra... They like, care about where you work, who you know, mm-hmm. and can you just can you just cut this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... Yeah, the, so, like, majority of the work, like, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. No, perfect. And so, after that experience at George Brown, what was work like for you? After George Brown, I just kept cooking, and then... I met some people, they connected me to some other people, I got some jobs, like how the same thing works in the industry already. And like, then I got a job, um, actually, it was a dramatic change. It was a dramatic shift in life. Yeah. Before it became great, it was horrible. Oh, keep that in mind. Okay, I'll get to, I'll do the horrible part fast. I was part of a company for about five years. Um, I'm not going to mention their name because I just want to give them no, awesome. I don't want to give them no, like, shade or anything. No. That's okay. okay. We'll keep the peace. For five years, I think we're just stuck in a rut and we're just not growing anymore. You oh, just okay. feel like, um, they know, they see yeah, you just feel like you're already where you're at and mm-hmm. I think it becomes redundant and I, and it could have been a peaceful exit, but I think I knew already that it was time to go and I just wasn't trying to make the move and sometimes when you don't move, God forces you to. Mm-hmm. God will yeah. force you That's to so move. Cool. Yeah. So listen move. to him. So <laughs> when he gives you one two three opportunities <laughs> to take them yeah um and yeah and then just a really bad exit i think I, it was, we had a dramatic night it was a busy night i was running the line i was in charge for like the rest of the evening and then um uh we had a front of house girl was not appropriate with with um our customers and that i i care about yeah the experience yeah the experience and i care about that and, and it was partly something that i could um, no, no, it's something that 
I was I would say my position allowed me to check her on it. Okay. You know what That's I mean? Good. And um, I checked her on it and just like I guess war of words and I guess how I said something was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. And when the general manager, not general, but the manager of that location came around and I expressed how I was feeling at the night of her behavior, I said it in a way that he considered was threatening her life. Oh. I think dramatic. Yeah, long story <laughs> short, uh, we both agreed to disagree on certain things, and I, mm-hmm. I got fired slash quit. Like, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. Either, either you do it this way or you don't get to stay, and I say, I'm out of here. Yeah. So it's kind of like, cool. You just, let's, it, yeah. yeah, I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. And, um, that same year, I broke my wrist. I like it was just a whole like, right after like the job, I, I broke my wrist there, and then it ended off of me leaving. It was like a workplace hazard situation, mm-hmm. um, and all these days you traveled and stuff. I came back and I got this. New, I got like went to the UK to see some family. Came back and then I had this job. And this job, I met this girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout, Shout out to her. her. She knows what's coming. <laughs> so I get to this job and it's like okay, my life is kind of changing. I'm learning. Uh, I was kind of thrown in the fire a little bit, and this new job was very more independent while on a team. Mm-hmm. So I was used to kind of just like doing the finishing work and being in charge of like other things but not having to do all the petty small work and this job really had to retrain me and kind of break me a little bit which i really enjoyed because that's what made me who i am now okay i'll give that job like the the middle climax (laughs) um and i met this girl she was uh, doing a position as garmanje and she's korean and she was so cute. She's like small, whatever. She's like a little, like like moving, like a little, like whatever. She's quiet, but she always like giggle or smile. And she's just really cute. I just like had this love for her. I could just feel we had like this like spiritual bond, you know. And right away we just clicked. Well, after we go hang out all the time, randomly we just started hanging out. Um, and even though our communication was not as clear in the beginning, like it was, you could just tell like. I like you, you like me, so let's just hang. Even if you don't say much, exactly. I like being in your presence. You know I what that. I mean? And and um yeah, we became really close friends and eventually one time we were hanging out and she's like, I gotta go back home and I was like, What are you like, mean? You, mean? Right? you leaving me? What do you mean why are you going back home? Like like, like no, I'm like, like you're the Korean version of me. Like uh-huh. we always say that, like I'm like my Korean sister. That's or funny. if you guys meet her, she's a Korean version of me, just that I'm more loud. Like I just I would always say that. And then she's like, yeah, like my parents, um, you know, it's time for me to go back home and um, it's time for me to go back home and um, my parents have put enough money and invested in me to go abroad and learn in school in different countries and now they, her mom's a restaurateur, her mom owns many, her mom had owned many restaurants, was very known in Korea, so like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, like, we put this investment into you, come back and mm-hmm. open a business here. I can wow. invest in you here and, like, come and open a business here. So she's like, I gotta go back home and, like, do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what my parents want, and I think it's time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, cool, um, I'm happy for you, whatever. And I said, you know, I'm definitely gonna, I, I kind of joked, I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm coming with you. Be, if you go, I'm going. Uh, we both going, that's what I said, right? Mm-hmm. But I was not at all. Oh, like serious, <laughs> and I was never the last even in my life, like journey. I was like, oh, like, no. like if you go, we go. Yeah, like, you know, it's the trauma. Like girlfriend like, talk, yeah. you know. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, I keep looking at the banana. Can I oh, eat? So um, and um, yeah. And then she's like, okay. And I was Let's like, do it. and I was <laughs> like, wait, pardon me, what? what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, she's like, she's like, how long you want to come for? And I was like, oh. I mean, you open an industry, you want to come help me run this thing. Do you want to come help me, like, actually open this business and, like, you know, whatever, help me set up? I'm like, yeah. Like, 
Of course. Oh, so she more pastry and um, pastry, dessert, drink focus, and I was more savory, like food focus. Like, you know, like, so it would be nice to have that contrast when we're doing the menu planning and like deals and flavor profile and like, um, you know, like it was good to have me there, you know, mm-hmm. and I just really appreciated that offer because it's like no one ever seen me worthy enough to be like, I'm going to go open a business. I don't even know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if you know what you're doing, but come do this with me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's really That's nice. respect for real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she said, okay. And then I laughed it off and I went home and then we kept talking about it and she said, okay, this is where you can get cheap flights. Like, she started planning and I was like, she's I was like, a real one. Oh, so she's down. She's like, because she's trying to help me because she knew I didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So she's like, and Koreans, like, the way their parents are, they take care of theirs. So mm-hmm. even, you you can't feel like, oh, this kind of Korean is a poor Korean, this kind of Korean. They're kind of all at a median, mm-hmm. you know, because they're all, like, they just know how to mm-hmm. live their life and they just can, like, you know, like, if I don't got the money, my parents won't pay for it. If I don't, the government's going to give me a credit card that's, like, oh, wow. one or two percent interest. That's great. If you're Korean, you're taken care of. So, like... Mm-hmm. For me and her, like, she's going to be comfortable when she goes. I'm mm-hmm. not. So it's like, I'm making sure I can help you out. So she just was already telling me where to look for tickets, where to do whatever. So I go home and I tell my mom, like, so I'm going to Korea. <laughs> I'm just telling just you. Just letting you know. I'm not asking you. Right? I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to Korea. I'm going to go do this business thing. And I was just kind of saying it at first, not really taking in what I was mm-hmm. saying. Like and they're all like, people's eyes started like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go like. My friend's gonna like my girl's gonna go open her own like cafe restaurant mm-hmm. thing. She asked me to come and help her co co partner and open it. It's not, I don't mm-hmm. own it. I definitely don't own right? it. It's not so mine, it's no but, but it's a co partner. Yeah, it's no risk mm-hmm. to me. Whatever. I gotta get up and leave. We gotta get up. And Canadians can go to Korea without a visa for six months. Are you maximum. Serious? Yeah. Oh. So I didn't have to even apply for a okay, visa. Right? They have a good relationship yeah. with Korea Canadians. Ah, so, okay, good. We've done well. Yeah, and then eventually it was more like they're not trying to talk me out of it. It was just more trying to understand what I was seeing, and then mm-hmm. it was like. Oh my gosh, my kid, my kid, ooh, my kids going to Korea to do this thing, and it's like, oh, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, like, and then it's like, so first of all, I told my dad, I told my dad very late, closer <laughs> to when I was about to go, because okay. my my dad is a ex soldier, so he's very okay. like, yeah, and already like my life has not been a straight path, mm-hmm. so it's like, even though he's cool and he's my bro, and like he's like my he's like my I love him so much, so we can talk like my best friend, mm-hmm. I still choose carefully when and how I'm gonna. Give me information. Were right? you scared or was it actually on purpose? <laughs> no, I'm not scared. Okay. I passed the scared the day, that the moment he disowned me about the Ryerson stuff. Mm-hmm, true. When that, that situation bad. happened, our relationship trajectory completely changed, mm-hmm. right? Because it was more of like, oh, that's how you can deal with me? I'm not daddy's princess anymore. Mm-hmm. He okay, always kind of like never, I wouldn't say he never disciplined me. Like he was just more of like, he was one that spoiled me. Oh, my mom that's why my mom was kind of had a little bit of resentment toward my dad because it's like oh your dad should get away with whatever you want kind of thing he will still talk about it he still he has still had a temper but he never had a temper with me so when that temper happened to me i realized in my 20s like oh i'm not that little girl or daddy's girl anymore i'm an adult you know mm-hmm. and my dad literally just was so disappointed he he actually for the first time shut me out like mm-hmm. i never not had my like my dad on my on my team you know what i mean so that to me was like Ooh, so now after when we finally like I had to break the ice because I knew he's stubborn. He mm-hmm. would stay. He will. He just stay. He will stay the way he was. Ganyan, Ganyan parents, dads, they don't joke, eh? Not at all. So eventually, my mom is like, my mom was kind of more like, yeah, I'm good for whatever, like, cause she know her, my dad, like, they're not, this, they're not on the same page. But eventually, she realized as an adult, she had to like give me good advice as a, as a parent. She's mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, he's still your dad. Like, 
yeah, it's disappointing because she had time to like digest it and mm-hmm. get over it. I live exactly. with her. She's my primary parent. Exactly. So it's so like she's, she's seen a lot of the dark things I've gone through or not the great things I've gone through in a way he's never ever gonna know or experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. So for her, it's like she's just able to give me advice and be really chill about like I get where your dad's coming from. I'm not his biggest fan, but this you're gonna have to be the one to like go with your dad and like break the ice mm-hmm. and like just That's try to warm up back to him. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that, so like now, whenever I tell him anything, it's not because of that moment anymore. Because now we're good. Now mm-hmm. you know we've been. I feel like he and I have a silent understanding that we've been through the worst yeah, in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it, it hurt us emotionally both the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like anything now. When I choose to tell you, I just we're just talking like we're best friends. That's sweet. It's not dad and daughter anymore. Mm-hmm. So that way it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. I can go at him and rub his head and be like, you know, like it's just like mm-hmm. he's my like my buddy kind That's of thing. Cute. So it's not at all scared at all. So Definitely. I just didn't want someone to rain on my parade. Definitely. That I didn't want someone to come body. and start saying, Oh, why are you going to some other country? Why are you don't open in Ghana? Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> It's not, like, it's, it's not me and my money investing in this. is somebody investing in me and my friend to do this. This is her parents putting their money into it to make exactly. us like play in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. They'll be built the kitchen. They, they built the kitchen it. from scratch. They did everything was like it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. I just didn't want my dad to like I didn't want to give him enough time to convince me otherwise or to influence me. So I told them mm-hmm. when the tickets already booked. That's good. That's good. Tickets yeah. booked. I'm going in three weeks. He's like three weeks for how long? Oh. Half, half a year. <laughs> half a year. And you tell me now? Yeah, I'm telling you now. That's how. That's the way it has to be. And eventually, he just has to support me. He's like, okay, have fun, be safe. Like, eventually, you would have time to marinate, and you would have just been always talking. Mm-hmm. So I just like, Definitely. I just want to have like, you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'll call you. And then when I came back, he was the first person. My daughter this. My daughter that. My I'm daughter. You. And I was like. You used to say the job I wanted to be as a cook was trash. Mm-hmm. Now we're here. Now we're I here. See? I see you. That's that's. See, I came Remember back. That. I came back full circle, guys. Remember, exactly. I brought the whole trash <laughs> thing. So, um, back to um, leaving three weeks after telling your dad. Mm-hmm. What was the touchdown like? I flew to the main airport, so it's it's kind of busy, but it's not in Seoul. Like it's not in the main city, so it's not congested. Mm-hmm. When you get to the main city, it's congested. But also, um. But yeah, it was just, it was good air. It was fine. It was normal to me. Just a lot of Korean. Um, <laughs> a lot to you know. I'm in a Korean country. I mean, right. Korea. Yeah. Um, and but there was also a lot of foreigners. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was that's surprised. Cool. First day, yeah. I met a black girl there, oh. and I was like, Oh shoot! I met a no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw her right away, I felt like I felt inclined to have to make friends. Yes, with her because my, that's how I'm so glad. But she was Black away. American. She was there for the army, like because oh. they have a lot of army bases there, okay. a lot of American army bases. So like, when you see people who are not Korean, most times they're there they're for them. Yeah, they're like, okay. in the army, or they're there to teach English. Okay. Um. So everybody thought I was there to teach English. I was like, <laughs> all, when everybody heard I was there for that, I heard no one come here for that. Right. <laughs> That's still okay. That's cool. So he's like, oh, you're teaching English? No. It's like, so. What are you doing here? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in school? No. No, 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 no. Just, you you're just spon- here? You get sponsored to school here? Like, all of us? Like, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, it was fine when I touched down. Um, I'll just fast forward it into, like, we're probably going to more questions just so we just get the information out there. Like, I live more in the, mountain- in the mountains. I didn't live in the city. Um, I lived 30 minutes from Seoul. I lived in Gapyong. I love Gapyong. Shout out to Gapyong. Okay, shout out to you guys. 
that's my place, yo. Right here. That's all. Yo, it's it's beautiful. It's eighty percent mountains and trees. Wow. So it's like the air is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you wake up, like I don't know, the scenery is just mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's peaceful. I like that. I know the difference when I came back. It's mm-hmm. when you ask me about touchdown. I don't have anything significant to say about touchdown. But coming back, touchdown. Like, why am I here? <laughs> you know, you know what? It wasn't even that bad, but it was chaos for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like you know it's busy and chaotic, and like you know you see pictures of Seoul and Japan, yeah, it's Tokyo. Jam-packed. They're all jam packed. Yeah. but it's not anxiety jam packed. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of people. But when I kind of came back to Toronto, it was like too much noise noise. level Mm -hmm. like it's like it was too much going on too much chit chat too much drama and i was just like i was like i want to go back to my mountain i want to go back to my mountain mountain. yeah because i had one mountain that i cleaned out there and i always know where to locate it when i go so it's like i just want to go back to where like and honestly i found god out there too that's more than like already being part of my life oh do you feel like that's because there was less noise so you have yeah everything was silenced out so you have more and you're also in nature Mm -hmm. so like you have more time it's it's like it's beauty like Mm -hmm. it's like no it's awe Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like you kind of like where your chest stops for a second exactly. when like the sun is setting behind a mountain and it's just like trees and like it's just like it's like a like god that's god i mean that is god i kept saying i'm like oh i'm like that's god that has to be this has to be a, a god feeling like this is nothing i've experienced mm-hmm. and i would have an encounter more with him when i spent mornings outside mm-hmm. and like just looked at the mountain from where i was living mm-hmm. and like i would hear him more so like my rebirth and transition was because of me going and isolating in Korea. That's great. Yes, it was a business trip. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was an opportunity. Yes, it was a culinary or career or whatever. But it was way, it turned out to be way more than what I went for. Mm-hmm. What I went for, we didn't end up doing half, after half of the time I was there, we changed the whole concept. Wow. We did other things, holistic mm-hmm. things. It was, everything was just so natural that, like, I brought three suitcases <laughs> okay like i'm going to live there for six months and i Only literally brought th- was it three quarters back untouched i didn't need all that stuff i was oh. so upset because they don't have to pay i have to even oh, pay excess because of that twice <laughs> <laughs> wow so like in one of those things where like where i was living was just so natural you didn't need your makeup maybe once a day once a week you'd wear it you didn't need all the like their outfits that i brought because you know it was this weather and this one match this one this like even my girl at some point probably was annoyed with me she's like i'm gonna go put on some brows or something i was like because we're like serving customers in our cafe now and i'm just loungewear not and i forgot that like okay no I, I, I put on proper jeans in the top, but like I was just too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, like, oh, this is just the most natural. Like, I would live there. I want to buy land that has mountains on it. Do it. Do like, it. Like, that's my wusa. Like, that's my peace of mind. Like, a mountain experience. And also, when you're out there, you're stuck there because you already, like, your ticket's not to whatever. And I said, when you said emergency, you gotta come yeah. back. But like, I couldn't leave. And when I was having moments where I wanted to feel comfortable or I was, having anxiety i want to just like come back to my family mm-hmm. i was by myself that's right it's like you're isolated with god in nature mm-hmm. in a mountain like there's nothing else you can do just pray like listen to music mm-hmm. have some time and lay still and be quiet and you hear so much like you hear more in silence like it's crazy so that's I'm it for me for the korea yeah that korea thing like i know i don't talk more much about it anymore because i feel like it served its time and purpose mm-hmm. and I went through this like time of over talking about it because it was such an experience for a black girl, that's Ganyan, mm-hmm. to go somewhere and like 
for chefing. You know what I mean? Like a whole big deal. But I feel like because of like my encounter with God out there and the fact that it was not even mostly about chefing when I got mm-hmm. there anymore. Like I did, I barely chefed out when I was there. <laughs> like I <laughs> didn't so barely any cooking. Like mm-hmm. I cooked for the family that I was living with, like my girl and her family. Like that's what cooking that's I did, it. you know? That's great stuff. Yeah, but I don't talk about it much. There's not much more to go about it because it's more of like the opportunity. I followed my heart. I fell down in university. I picked up in college. That is all great. But I think we tie this into purpose and finding your purpose. And I think this Korea experience for me solidified my purpose. Right? I was confused for sure. Like a crossroad. I didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going. Um... I knew I was doing something I, like, I love doing, but I feel stagnant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, so this is it. Right. I'm going to own something. I'm going to cook in a restaurant. I'm going to, like, what am I, I'm going to cater. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? One more. But it was more of, um, it opened doors from where my third career path I'm about to open into mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to talk too much on, but it is into holistic, natural path things. Mm-hmm. Um, that was birthed there, okay. right? So I feel like from there... I've slowly just got into jobs that are secure to pay bills and mm-hmm. that are still food related, but it's not going to be my my last stop. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you're... purpose is do follow your heart, do what you know you want to do, do it with a great attitude, do it with passion, do it with love, and in that process of you being in the right place where you're supposed to be, where you're meant to be. You, everything will be revealed to you of where you're supposed to go That's right, right? Mm-hmm. so when you say like how do you find my purpose how do i know where i'm going i didn't know <laughs> nothing really know. Let me tell you, i knew what i was good at i knew what i like to do i knew what i knew environments i like to be in but nobody actually knows until you live life exactly. like you have to live life and you have to defy odds like I respect my parents, and even still, I as an adult, not always go and thank them for things they taught me when I was young. Mm-hmm. I was defiant because a lot of those things actually were good advice. And I should have mm-hmm. listened. I could have avoided so much debt, so much heartbreak, mm-hmm. right? But aside from that, fault like you have to break their heart sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to because if you don't follow, if I didn't follow my gut and my true what made me happy in those times. They weren't in the best circumstances when I made those decisions, but they still led me to the right places. Being in that place and being isolated in in where I thrived, God revealed to me, right, my purpose or my passion or or no, my purpose or where I can work in his glory, like where I can mm-hmm. thrive. So I'm working towards getting there. He told me what it is, but it doesn't mean it's right away, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's also another mistake people make is that, it's been revealed to you your purpose, but you don't have the patience to let it manifest. Mm-hmm. And that manifestation is not, I think and I want it and it's going to happen and God told me. Manifestation is also being practical and putting in the steps to receive what you want. Putting so in it's the work. Putting in the work. So, okay. Um, Faith without work is that guy. Yeah, I want to own something or whatever. Work with somebody who's owned things. Mm-hmm. Study them. Learn from them. Speak to somebody them. who speak to them. Research, like you have to show God in your actions that you're doing things to receive the thing He told you that He's gonna give you. Exactly. Right. So the purpose thing, there's many spectrums to other ways of finding your purpose. There's many other ways and things. So it's a big spectrum. I know she will definitely dive into that with other people. She will also interview, but but keep it in mind, Mm -hmm. Mm darling. But yeah, it was great. Like I'm glad you said that because like 
we don't realize that we may have something that comes out randomly mm -hmm. and it speaks to our senses like people love to travel go somewhere else and then you never realize where god will take you and how exactly. to speak to you i would have somewhere. never seen korea in my no <laughs> right like the whole like tunnel vision mm -hmm. Your your vision board and five years from now right. when I Korea was like twenty, I was not thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm telling you, you have to allow life to happen and you have to follow your gut. Okay, like life will happen in a way you're just like what? Who would have thought? Right. Like, you. especially when you have things <clears throat> planned and you're like, wait. I used no to walk by the art gallery as like a regular like cook from other like, you know doing, mm -hmm. and then oh one day I wonder if I never get to work here or whatever. Really, I'm surprised that question. Years, came to uh, yeah, years later, I'm working there. So tell right? us more about that. Well, that about was after you. Korea, mm -hmm. right? I knew like that because guys, she told me the kind of questions you get before, <laughs> so I led the conversation. Fresh, flew into you know, that. Thank you. You know, no problem. Good way. Good job. Um. But yeah, like I used to always walk by there and then I go through this whole life process, this mm -hmm. whole life journey. And um, I come back from Korea looking for a job because my sister's getting married. Mm -hmm. I need work, I need money. <laughs> I have plans to go back to Korea after her wedding, but I just wasn't sure when exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I just want a server job. I had front of house experience, I had bartending experience. Okay. Like, I've, it's not just the food part, like anything to do with like, like yeah, industry. industry. Yeah. yeah, food and beverage industry. I have a pretty good whatever That's so i was applying for like bartender server just to get some cash job mm -hmm. and i'm like oh, okay there's just one posting that it was food related and i didn't want to be restaurant or, or whatever because it demanded time i didn't have at the, at the moment mm -hmm. and i just didn't want to be cooking because i hadn't cooked for a while because we are a whole i wasn't even lounging it's like, it was like korea was a whole different experience so mm -hmm. it kind of i wasn't sharp anymore for a while you know what I mean? Like I think we stopped cooking halfway through our process and changed our con right. our thing to more of a cafe. So we didn't need to cook so much, exactly. right? Um, yeah, and then I applied to it and none of the server or bartender jobs called me back. None of that. You know, when I didn't really want them, they were up like asking me if I wanted to work, but when I need them, they were there. I applied to twenty. Okay. Not maybe I just wasn't trying hard enough. No, no, there's some things that are just not meant to be. I applied to the AGO one, the only one to right away two days later. Wow. Like responded. And I was like, what is this? What, right? what, what's, what's going on? What's trying to do that? <laughs> right? I love it. He's like, what are you trying to play us? Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. What are you trying to do, mm -hmm. God? You know, like, because I'm not ready to be working in that. I just did it to see if I get it. Like, I wasn't even, like trying to actually work there with mm -hmm. it yet. Just but I remember when I was way younger in the industry, like three years into the industry, I was like, Oh yeah, I wonder if I get to work here, like you know, walking by it. Right. And then I and then it's like, oh, I got an interview. Okay. Like, telling you, God works, yo. Yeah, he likes to. And then eventually, like, why not take it? Like, I never, I might get this opportunity again. Might as well. So I took it, and it was it was a hard experience in the first six months. Um. And why do you say that? I'll get into that first in a second, but just getting into the into the art gallery just kind of proved to me that eventually. If you put in the work and you kind of allow God to take, because I was not allowing God to work in my life, even though I was living all these experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, I was a believer and I was God fearing, but I wasn't strong, you know? Mm -hmm. But eventually, when I did finally let go and let God, then things started moving fast forward. Like, That's they were great. just speeding, right? Mm -hmm. So the AGO thing was like, okay, I don't know when I'm going back to Korea, but this is a job I can actually just leave and go back to, to Korea. So I kind of mm -hmm. knew back in my mind I probably wasn't going back. When mm -hmm. I secured the job and I passed probation, so people kept asking, like, are you going to go back to your cafe? And it's like, no, 
right? right. <laughs> like, I am going to go back eventually, and I did go back eventually, oh, but funny. I just knew that the gallery, the, the art gallery catering department events was important, cook job, great salary, the great benefits and all that stuff. So I was like, I can't yeah. leave this exactly. job. So, yeah. So now fast forward to why it was such a hard transition was just because the I would say every new level has a new devil. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anytime you're getting to that level, there's something else that's fighting you because, you know, you're at a difference, mm-hmm. different pace. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So every level has a new devil. And there was just a devil that was in place that the devil was working through someone mm-hmm. um, to challenge me just to kind of throw me off track and just try to, to get me to leave the place. Oh, wow. Because not knowing that eventually years down the line, it was going to be why me thriving there mm-hmm. so sometimes it's That's like he's gonna come in when he sees that something good's about to happen mm-hmm. um which she was the one in charge at the time oh, and yeah. she just gave me a hard time and i found out later on down the line there was a whole racial mm-hmm. issue not just me but the other employees there too mm-hmm. it was barely it was barely um multicultural there so there's probably like one spanish one or two indian i was one or two black you know like mm-hmm. but i see in my department Definitely, there was more variety in around the whole in the yeah, gallery, room. but in our department it was just a little bit whatever. Mm-hmm. So I found out eventually down the line when she 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 resigned. Oh, okay. So see, it worked out for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was hard. It was hard. Like I got into a good position. She demoted me two days before my probation was over. Wow. She was just like, just either you choose to get, either choose to leave or you take the demotion. Wow. That's like, oh damn, girl. So I took the demotion. Cause I named the job, mm-hmm. and I just felt. I don't know, I was just kind of numb. So she said, yeah, I'm not trying to have no job right now, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Then she, she she then she resigned, and then maybe a three months after she resigned, I got my position back mm-hmm. because the one that came up after her knew my worth, right? That's good. So it was just one of those kind of things, and that's why it was hard. But you have to just persevere. Mm-hmm. Even when it gets muddy and it gets nasty and tough, just stick it through. Exactly. Know who you are, know your worth, and know that someone else will recognize that worth. That is key. That's great. So I'm glad that you're enjoying that experience now. Mm-hmm. Um, just briefly, with COVID coming in, how was that? Um, how that shape? Our industry is suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. Food and beverage industry is not doing too well. We're also the only ones that have the big another closure again during the second stage and all this stuff like that. But all the other parts of our industry are thriving. Just like the places that. Are busy working they have food spots around that they need active oh yeah you know um film industry catering um a little bit of it is takeout kind of stuff is thriving but mm-hmm. if you're if it's a dining restaurant that's how they were making their money yeah definitely suffering so but it's okay for me i'm okay that's good um, i was just gonna say what have you learned about yourself your next experience or this experience that's going on i learned that Cliche, yes, but life is too short. Uh, but I also learned that it wasn't a bad year for me or experience for me in terms of it was bad in general for the lives lost, but mm-hmm. it wasn't such a bad experience for me in the sense that I had more time with God, more time with the word of I was way in my Bible every day. Me and my mom were watching preaching all the time. We're part of the prayer line for the for at least the first three, four months straight, we were on that prayer line. Um 
and yeah, it was just really more of zen time. We were actually really at peace, calm. I deleted all my social media at the very beginning of all this, like, because it wasn't just Corona. It was the whole yeah. Black, Black Lives Matter movement. movement and all the police brutality stuff. Exactly. I just felt disgusted. Yeah. And I felt like the media was just so much on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I just deleted everything. And I just felt so free because I felt like if you want, if I want, if you want to reach me, you reach me when I want to be reached. Mm -hmm. You know, that's right. You're you know what I mean? Time. Like I was very close to changing my number without saying anything to anybody. <laughs> like okay, that right, level right. of like nomad. Right. Like right. I'm still in my same house, but I'm just right. not in the world. Like you know what I mean? Um, so that's what I kind of did during this time. It was a very different experience for me than for everybody else. Whatever mm -hmm. I heard from everybody else was either good or bad yes like somebody was either very good on the, on this spectrum or very bad mm -hmm. but for me it was just more like i'm not even on the spectrum at all i just doing my thing yeah like you know what i mean rest in peace to all the lives lost mm -hmm. and you know may god always be with the families that are mourning grieving and have gone through such a horrible experience mm -hmm. even those who made it out of the covid in our life it still was a hard time for them Definitely. you know and i'm not ignorant that. to the fact of what COVID and coronavirus, all this, what it means and what's been going on in the world, but I just didn't let it into my inner world. I just didn't let it into my spirit. You know what I mean? I just couldn't. I had to numb it out because it was just too much. That's right. You know, so that's fair. that's basically all. Hey, girl. Thank you for honestly. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. As your first interviewee. That's her. <laughs> you know, I'm honored and I'm so proud of you for doing this. I feel like this is needed and it's important that. You stick true to who you are and you do it your way. Thank you. Yes. Okay. It's very authentic, you know? I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you. A message to the youth about something that you feel passionate about. Go with the flow of life and don't make decisions off emotions. It's hard, it's better said, it's easier said than done mm -hmm. because we are emotional creatures. Um, we are human, we are spiritual, and we are human. So there's always that daily battle between your spirit and your human and the, the good thing to do and the, you know, the right thing to do versus the wrong thing to do. Um, but most times when you're emotional, you're more inclined to the wronger things, right? Because there are also things that make you feel good in the moment. That's right. Temporary. Right? The temporary pleasures for, and that, like, that's going to be a long-term headache or a long-term pain later. It's like, I don't want temporary relief or pleasure. I want the long-term, I want the one that's going to have longevity. You know what I mean? I want a peace of mind. Definitely. You know? So if you want a peace of mind, even a decision you make financially at 17 can affect you at 25. Mm -hmm. So just that's my only advice is take every day as it comes. Do not rush life. Thank you. Do not rush life. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for that valuable information. The show is for the youth, for the young people, for those people who need a change, people who feel even older and need to switch it up. I want you guys to see what's here in the community in Toronto and worldwide. We're going to take this overseas. And I want, I'm want i really grateful for this opportunity to speak to you, allow you to share your message. Let's give you an applause <laughs> for even thank doing you. this. <laughs> yes. I'm proud of her. Like You guys don't know. Like, I don't be like that person like five years from now like yeah I was in the, I was in the pilot episode right. that was her you know but like just because she's gonna be doing so many amazing things so I'm so proud of you thank you for having me my pleasure it was a blessing to be part of this experience and just to talk with you and with you guys as well right. and where can we find you um <laughs> just well, to end this you know, <laughs> um I don't have social media Wow. Uh, sadly, not sadly, actually, freely mm -hmm. for me. Um, I just like a mental freedom, and at the very beginning, first quarter of the year, I deleted all of them. Just we need that piece. You know, like I acknowledge what's going on in the world versus with Corona and with Black Lives Matter and this fight 
for justice and for health is all in the same time mm -hmm. and it just became mental health overwhelming for me mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it's like it's emotionally overwhelming and mentally overwhelming definitely so I just decided to just unplug out of the world and plug more into Christ that's great definitely plug I, I definitely unplugged out of the world and I plugged mm -hmm. way more into Christ so I came out of this when they opened up more you know and we went back to mm -hmm. some kind of normal yeah definitely like was on fire and was doing much better um but definitely like what i was saying to the, uh, Steph earlier is i will i'm getting back on social media mm -hmm. in the next we'll week in the next week or so so you'll see me soon so anybody wants to reach out uh, message me or just talk or chat it up after this kind of like this you know interview i'm always open and free keep it positive energy keep it godly and we're good um as she will be attaching any handles I may have at the mm -hmm. once she posts um, in my information mm -hmm. and you guys can just like find me there. That's right. Yeah. I'll post her in the comments and if at that time she's not here, that's okay. You'll see her again in our Instagram. Yeah. I'm fully going to be supporting this whole movement. <laughs> so like y'all always be seeing me. We'll do a part two guys. There's more to Salome. Trust me. Thank you so much for being here today guys. I know that you're tuning in virtually, but I'm so honored to have you guys here. We'll see you on another episode. At that time, I had no intention of being a teacher. Mm -hmm. Just enjoying the... I just enjoyed the... I stopped the computer software, computer hardware, and I went for media.